And now, it's time for Floria. Welcome to Attitude of Altitude, Mindset of Happiness. Hi, my name is Floria, founder and CEO of Recognize Your Potential. Welcome to part two with Bonnie Zinn as our special guest. And uh, after our break, and I'm so glad that you are here joining us here. Thanks so much, Bonnie, for coming back and not skipping out on me. <laughs> Thank you, Floria. <laughs> and so we were talking about that shift in mindset mm -hmm. that you experienced and that paradigm shift, as you, were, as you call it, yes. which is a paradigm shift. And you were uh, practicing positive self-talk. Mm -hmm. Yes, and gratitude. And gratitude. And you let go of regret. Yes, yes. And it was freeing for you. Oh, it was so freeing and so empowering. And um, I, uh, I did at one time. I would regret everything. Mm -hmm. I would, I'd be going along doing whatever, and I would remember something I said or did, and I'd just go, oh, but that serves no purpose. Yes, no that's purpose. right. And uh, just, just like being afraid of the dark. <laughs> <laughs> that was enough. I mean, even little things like that, I overcame. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I used to be terrified of the dark. Terrified ah. every night. Uh, I would have to sneak into my sister's bedroom and I would cling to her the whole night and be terrified. Wow. And I was scared of the dark in most of the houses that I lived in, the apartments that I lived in. And then one day I just said, so what's going to happen? Like what, what is, if, if I've been this afraid for this long and nothing has ever happened, mm -hmm. why? You know, I, and so I just stopped. I just stopped being afraid of the dark. I stopped being afraid of dogs. I uh -huh. love dogs. I used to be terrified of dogs. And you have a beautiful dog. I love my dog. She's the most gentle thing in the world. Yes, she is. And she's so gentle. And, but if I heard a dog barking, even in the distance, I would jump on the nearest person and mm. just cling to them. And, uh, I was uh, I was afraid of so many things. Um, afraid of. Uh, do you remember when uh, we were leading up to Y two K? Yes. And I had cupboards full of batteries, water, wow, uh, all kinds of things. And I would be awake at night every night, terrified mm -hmm. that something was going to happen. And then, so each time you let go of fear, how did it feel? Oh. Free, just freeing. Free. I slept better. Yes. Uh, relief. Uh-huh. Relief. Yes. Um, and once I practiced, you know, once I got over the fear of a few different things, it just became a little bit easier. To, easier. So now, I mean, I still have fear that strikes me, you know, a little bit here and there. Yes, of and course. And then I say, well, what's going to happen? What am I afraid of? 
Yes. Um, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Ah, that's right. And that's uh, the worst feeling is the fear. Yes. I was a little bit afraid to come and do this. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a, a, the, the anxiety that comes from knowing that you're going to put yourself out there. And you're yes. Gonna, you're going to hear your own voice. You're going to see yourself a little slouchy. On <laughs> so you have then, that kind of fear, but uh-huh. then... That's. I think that's where the little anxiety comes from. Is the little bit of the fear of yes. what you're going to see, what you're going to hear, if you're going to freeze up, and but but am I going to die? Like that's kind of like what I how I sort of say. Like what's the worst that could happen? Yes. Like what what kind you know what really? And the other thing, the most important thing, is if something did happen. Say right now the building just collapsed on us. We have no control over that. Exactly. At all. Yeah. So what's the point in being afraid of it? All That's it right. does is cause dis you know discomfort. Discomfort. Not the good kind. <laughs> <laughs> Not the kind that you should get comfortable. But the yes. but you know, self punishing kind of dis torturing. Torturing. Yes. yes. And I know as a kid and all my life I always have said, I'm not here to suffer. I'm not here to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to be tortured. I'm here to have fun. And yes, if yes. it is too uh, fear, uh, too um, doubtful and guilt and shame, not interested. I'm mm-hmm. walking away. That's right. Yes. I want to go back to your non-traditional trade. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Well... Uh, it all started because I had no idea what I wanted to do out of high school. Uh huh. And that was still before my paradigm shift. But uh, and I I uh, I didn't do so well in high school. Uh, and my father was teaching uh, power engineering over at uh, I W Akerley campus, and that was Cush Community College. Yes. And uh, it was it was still free. If I'm giving away my age, <laughs> um, it's okay. It's a good age. <laughs> it was it was free at the time still, and uh, he said, "Why don't you take stationary engineering?" Or stationary engineering was what it was called, and uh, he said, "Why don't you take it?" Uh, women are getting into the trades, and this was in 1990. Wow, in 1989. Wow, 1989. really before your time? Yeah, before my time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, I, uh, you were ahead of your time. Oh, I, yeah, I think so. I Definitely. Like think, I like to think I was a trailblazer. Yes. Um, there are, uh, because even today there is programs for women to get into trades, but it's still, yes, back yes. over oh, 30, yes. back 30 years ago, you were mm-hmm. definitely a trailblazer. So tell us more. So continue on. So I decided to actually... I I was I was always kind of pretty good at math and I had a boyfriend at the time who was taking plumbing at the same school and I said uh, he was struggling in math and I said what are you doing and he said fractions and I said oh, I could do that that I could do that trade no you couldn't thread pipe by hand and I said well <laughs> I might not take plumbing but I know what I am going to take and I'm going to thread pipe by hand 
And so I went to my father and I said, can you get me an application? So I think that was, there were signs of that little spark that caused yes, the paradigm shift. So uh, I did apply. I uh-huh. got in and I took the course and I, it turned out I really enjoyed it. And it turned out I was me- mechanically inclined. Nice. I had, I had my nails painted every day. I had rings on every finger, the long curly hair, the makeup every day and uh, dresses and everything, which is good. Yes. But I had to lose all of that to go into this trade. And uh, I never looked back. Like I, I just, uh, I, I enjoyed operating machinery. I enjoyed threading pipe. I enjoyed taking things apart, putting them back together, making piping systems. Uh huh. And then um, it was mostly shift work. And when I got out of school, I did very well in school. I was the only girl in the class. And uh, when I got out of school, I got hired at my first job. And uh, they didn't want me there. They did not want me there. And they they showed me that they didn't want me there. So there were some struggles in the beginning. And and uh, they, uh, yeah, I, ha- I had some difficulties with some bosses and some coworkers. And um, then, uh, then when I had my daughter, it was stationary engineering shift work. So it was difficult to find care for during the e- d- overnight. Yes. I was a single mother. And uh, I, uh, when I went to look for a job, I wanted a j- day job. Mm-hmm. And this was after the paradigm shift. Uh-huh. So I had, I had a few years of, you know, I, I found it difficult to find work because I was in a non-traditional trade, because I just had a newborn, and it was difficult to find shift work under the circumstances. And then I, I actually had a job interview where someone said, well, how are you going to come into work if we need you, if you have a baby. <laughs> and I was like, are you even allowed to ask me that question? So I didn't say that, of course, because I yes. didn't, but I thought, wow. So um, when I did finally apply for a job, it was at a trades helper, uh-huh. as a trades helper at the dock. Yes. And then I trained to be a pipe fitter. And so I was a pipe fitter for quite a number of years. And then I just started to uh, put my foot in little... Uh, areas like maybe project leader, supervising. Uh, I was uh, I investigating material for the Navy ships. Uh, uh-huh. Then I got an opportunity to be a research technologist at uh, Defense Research. Fabulous. So that's what I'm doing now. So I do drawing packages and tech, or technical data packages and some other things I do at uh, DRDC. Fantastic. So, and I really enjoy what I do. Uh-huh. And I know I, and I, I, I did recognize the trailblazing part when I was in a, uh, uh, there's a group called Women Unlimited. Yes. Yes. And we were asked as non-traditional, or women in non-traditional trades, to do little focus groups. Yes. I've done a number of focus groups as a female in a non-traditional yes. trade. And um, we sat in a circle, and there were younger women, and not so much younger women and the younger women would say well I don't really have a problem the guys are great with me yes and there was one woman and in fact she had graduated uh before I did and she was work she was the very first woman out of my father's course 
and she said uh, when the younger lady said uh, I've never had a problem the the older one said you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) and that's kind of how I felt because when the younger woman came into the pipe we were the first uh, I got hired with another uh, woman uh, and uh, we were the first women in the pipe shop since the 1700s. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, or since whenever the dockyard, you know, started. And uh, we weren't really welcome. And yes. I, I had heard that, you know, before we, we came there, a lot of the men said, uh, women can't do this. You can't hire women here. And uh, we went in and learned the trade. And, and I, I think there might have been a little pressure to be better at the mm-hmm. trade, at better. Uh, but, for myself, I like that. I like being better anyway. I like being as, I like doing my job as well as I could possibly do it. Yes. So how do you think that para shift uh, your mindset and the paradigm shift helped you and the gratitude? How did that, all of that help you excel in your field to do what you do now and grow with it? That's an interesting question because um, I can say that before the paradigm shift, when I did do, the, when I was hired in the first jobs, I was very negative. Aha! Um, uh-huh. I remember going to work and feeling sick to my stomach and uh, not wanting to go. And I would sleep, I would oversleep, and um, I just, I hated it there. And I would be negative and I would complain a lot. and But Complaining just makes you feel worse. Yes. It doesn't help anything. It doesn't help anything. No, that's right. uh, But after the shift and after the little time I had with my daughter and I worked, you know, worked some stuff out and I did go for this job, um, I I went into the job interview with confidence. There you go. And when he asked me, how do you think you would, you know, how, uh, what do you think you have to offer? And I just said, well, I've worked around pumps. I've worked with pipes. I, you know, I have a good work ethic. And I just, I felt so comfortable. I felt so confident. confident. And then when I went into the shop, instead of saying, I can do this, I can do this, and I got hired here, I just stood back and let them say what they wanted to say. I like to call it a quiet confidence. Yes, very important. You're not bragging about what you can do or trying to prove what you can do verbally. That's right. You prove what you can do by working with someone and doing a good job. That's right. If you're learning a trade, you prove what you can do by watching, listening, accepting the advice. That's right. And then doing the very best that you can do, practicing. Yes. And uh, I, uh, I would, I used humor. I uh-huh. did use a lot of Loved humor. humor. Loved humor. I used humor. a lot of humor because yes. the, uh, there was one. <laughs> I I don't even know if it's appropriate to say, but there was a, a man who told me I had to lose a few pounds before I could get on the submarine. <laughs> and I said, "Well, I'm not following your diet." <laughs> he could have lost a couple of pounds too, but. I didn't want to put anybody down, but when he when he said that to me, and then when I said that back to him, he kind of gave me a look like you're okay. Yeah, because <laughs> I joked around with him. Exactly. I said, you know, I kind of I didn't say, oh well, 
instead of taking offense. I didn't take offense. And that's it. Instead of taking offense, you just used humor. Yes. And I know there are things that are that should not be said in a workplace. And I know there are there's a respectful workplace, you know, environment that has to be upheld. But there are little times when you can't you have to choose your battles. That's right. And I yes, I chose my battles, and they weren't Good. battles. They were always you know a little joke, stepping stone, a little joke. Yes. Yeah. And I know that you have also said to me because of you, you feeling confident. You, uh, there were uh, colleagues who always looked out for you, who yes. always helped you. Yes, yes, there were there were really some really great guys that I worked with. Nice, and they would uh, once they recognized that I was willing to learn and yes. that I wanted to learn. Yes, um, they would teach me. Of course. Um, all the trick, little tricks yes. of the trade, and they would show me, uh, like, they were excellent tradesmen that I worked with. Nice. And um, uh, a lot of them retired. Uh, it's, uh, I did end up being the very best that I could be as a tradesperson. Uh, one guy that I worked with, a partner of mine, he used to, uh, when we'd go on the Navy ship and we'd be talking to the uh, say the engineering officer about the job and he would automatically look at him at my partner and my partner would ignore him and look at me <laughs> and and then the navy guy i call him navy guy i i don't know if i'm going to be politically correct the whole time it's okay i try i it's try okay. and uh i uh i said uh he he would just sort of gradually look at me. Yeah. And then we'd walk off the ship and he'd say, did you see what I did there? <laughs> Good. And, uh, yeah, I, I quietly did. retraining. Yes. Yes. Instead of making a big deal saying, Hey, this is what we're doing. Yes. She's the lead on the job. And I did. He, he helped me feel more comfortable being in the lead. Um, it, it, I'd like to say I did all of the work myself to be, well, I don't even know if I necessarily would like to say it, but I mean, we often think we have to do all the work ourselves, but we do have champions. Absolutely. We do have have friends and we do have supporters. Absolutely. We don't live in a vacuum to say, I've just done it. Yes, you have had the mindset. You have had the confidence Mm -hmm. to be who you are, Mm -hmm. to let go of regrets, to practice all the things that you believed in Mm -hmm. as grateful gratitude and uh, letting go of things and practicing positive self-talk. So you did a lot, all of it yourself. But there are people who also came along the way to support you because they believed in you. I think so. And I think when other people see your, your attitude, (laughs) they, and they recognize your attitude, they want to help you. That's right. Um, There's another, there's another little part of my story where I had said that I'd been so needy and I wanted friends and I wanted a boyfriend so badly. (laughs) And he was just, I was just going to go around a corner and smack right into him. (laughs) And uh, he was going to rescue me for the rest of my life. And 
as a little girl, I had parents who were yes. together, and they had a, a you know, a, the type of relationship where he, my father was home with us, and he was our dad just as much as our mom was our mom. And uh, I didn't have the type of parents who had an unhealthy kind of relationship. Um, uh, so I didn't know what it was like when I when I got out on my own and yes. had my first relationship to go out with a guy who wouldn't show up. Like he wouldn't show up for a date, or he wouldn't show up uh, for... So you wanted a nice... I wanted a healthy relationship. Relationship. But I wasn't going about it the right way. Ah. I wasn't... See I, how you take responsibility. Yes, I was choosing these people. <laughs> there you go. So you I didn't choosing. feel like I was deserving of a quality person. Mm-hmm. Or I, I don't yeah. want to say the people weren't... But no, we're not going there, no. but you're right that you were expecting that and that's what you were getting. That's right. I wasn't good enough, so I didn't deserve any more than what I what I got. Yes. And so I was in some So when you changed your thought pattern and mm-hmm. your mindset, mm-hmm. then did your relationships change? They did. But before I got into a healthy relationship, which I did, and I, uh, but I had to develop a relationship with myself. Aha! Uh-huh. So what happened was the importance of having a relationship with a partner kind of went away. Like yes. It wasn't. It wasn't the be all and end all. It wasn't yes. going to be you know, make or break my whole life. I developed a relationship with myself, and then I realized, you know, not everybody is in a relationship or a marriage or whatever. And some people do it on their own. And so I started to let go of those social norms, I guess you Uh Uh-huh, yes. And I started to realize that I could do this, you know, I could do this on my own. Yes. And uh, I I stopped relying on my friends to... uh, to make me not feel lonely. Uh-huh. Of, so I started, this is, this is kind of, uh, uh, embar- well, I shouldn't say it's embarrassing, but I used to put on my big fuzzy slippers uh-huh. when my daughter would go to my parents' house for the night or something. I'd put on my fuzzy slippers and my flannel pajamas, uh-huh. and I'd put in a Cinderella movie or an old Disney movie. And I would have a face mask on and light a candle. Fantastic. That was my date night with myself. How wonderful. Date night with yourself. (laughs) Wow. Yes. So I would sit with my fuzzy slippers and I would watch my movie and I'd be all cozy. And that's how I pampered myself. And I got to know myself and I spent time with myself. I read. I, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I ate in restaurants by myself. Uh-huh. I I experienced things on my own. Yeah. And I learned to have a relationship with myself. So yes, my relationships did change af- after that, but not because I I um I went out looking for them and mm-hmm. uh became dependent on that yes. as to make me happy. Like, I'll be happy when I finally yes. No. It, it just became a natural sort of thing that would hap- that happened. Yes. And, um, I, and, and the funny thing about all of it is when I became that 
person with a positive attitude, uh-huh. gratitude, and really appreciated my friends mm-hmm. for who they were and stopped relying on them to make me happy. Yeah. But instead enjoyed their company. Yeah. And I felt so much more relaxed. Ah. And people started asking me for my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> So I really do believe that you really um, exude, exude that your energy, attitude, your yes, energy, attitude, negative energy and positive energy. And yes. when you exude positive energy and a positive attitude, people are just drawn to you. Uh, yes. And in a way that I never, I didn't. I, I would be talking to a friend on the phone, and guys would be beeping in to talk. To, it it became. I always compare it to the after-school movie specials. Oh, yes. Where the girl, she wishes she could be the most popular girl. She goes to bed, she wakes up in the morning, she's the most popular girl. Oh, yes. What the heck happened? (laughs) And And you experienced that. Yes. How wonderful. And then it was like, yeah, no, I just want to be with my friends. (laughs) Or I just want to do my own thing tonight. Uh I want to be on my own. I'm I used to have, you know, what they call, what the kids today call FOMO, yes. fear of missing out. I had that so bad <laughs> back, like before the shift, and I, I'll just say the shift. Yes, my life before the shift and, my and life the, after yes. the shift. And uh, yeah, I, my FOMO went to. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know what kind of an acronym you could make out of fear. That's okay. Not even fear, but just kind of want to be home in your jammies. Yes, and, and spend time with yourself. So, the most important relationship was with you. Yes. With Bonnie. It still is. And a good, and that's what I have always said, that the most important relationship we will ever have in our life is with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it is also the most neglected one. Yes. We, as human beings, will go to war, we'll go to any extent not to have that relationship with ourselves, which is a shame. It is. It is. And that's why I I want so many people to recognize that they're, you know, they're they're worth and that they're good enough and that they can love them. There's nothing wrong with loving yourself. That's right. I I know. I I did hear someone say, well, who loves themselves anyway? And I said, (laughs) I do. I'm good. And, uh, you you have to if if you're going to spend 24 hours a day (laughs) seven days a week with this person Uh uh-huh and and i really do believe that you can think of yourself as this sort of self and self a self and yourself and yes i mean you and you you and you yes me myself and i that's right and uh and and treat that person like you would your best friend Yes. And the negative self-talk. Oh, uh, if if you heard a person uh, berating your best friend the way you berate yourself, uh-huh. you wouldn't allow it to happen. That's right. Yes, very so true. Why would you allow it? Why would you allow yourself to do it to you? <laughs> yes. That's why I, I started making promises to myself. Good. And I started trying to keep them. Uh-huh. keeping them um and i did uh, i did read it in a book recently and i thought yeah uh with i've been going back to the gym wonderful uh, 
And it's a promise that I made to myself that I'm going to go to the gym. And I love the gym. It's so much fun. Nice. And uh, I don't even... Uh, I love the gym, too. Oh, good. It's so... Oh. I love the gym. It's fabulous. It just gets, gets you ready for the day. I'm going to add some stretching in. <laughs> Very good. Um, We're going to wrap this up. I okay. know you have a lunch date. Yes. And I thank you so much. And I have a feeling we're going to do this again. Um, and we'll call it a life uh, after the shift. Yeah. And you have done a fabulous job um, in um, creating the life you wanted and I know you are proud as I am so proud of you thank you and I know your daughter is so proud mm -hmm. of you and your partner your friends your family are all so proud of you and most of all the best person in your life is so proud of you for creating the life you imagined and allowed and then unfolded like you said 20 years ago you didn't know it was going to be xyz you just went and you just took the next step you took the next step yes. without knowing all of the steps all at once no because that would have been overwhelming oh yes yes yeah. it would have been you uh, I didn't have the shift in the moment. Yes. All of a sudden, everything just came together. That's right. And the journey. I learned so much from the journey. The journey. Yes. Love the journey. Enjoy the journey. I'm not at the destination yet. No. And we have talked about that. And I love the journey. Yes. And, and literally, in in a car trip, in a store lineup, in a doctor's office. Yes. I take these little wait wait periods uh -huh. instead of being impatient or the drive. Yes. I enjoy the the drive. I'm it's a little mini break. Yes. Time in your car is a little break. It is. Time in the doctor's office is a little break. Yes. And uh the journey never ends. And that's it's, right. It's what you, I think that's what a lot of people are are they have their eye on the destination. Yes. And True. I'll, I'll be happy when. And yes. Be happy now. And now you see why we are good friends. And because we both want to enjoy the journey now. Not wait to be happy later. Mm. And that's why I thought you were the perfect guest Thank for you. this show. Thank you so much. Have a fabulous day rest of your day off and enjoy your lunch and we shall see you next time tune in and please do let us uh, let me know uh you know my social media um on twitter and facebook and instagram linkedin uh, as well as my uh, website, recognizeyourpotential.com. 
Uh, love to hear from you. Look forward to your questions, gifts of feedback, and uh, ideas. Thanks so much, and have a fabulous Friday. <laughs> Please go to www.recognizeyourpotential.com for more information about Floria. Floria would love to hear from you.